New month, new day, new cases. Monday, May 2nd, 2022. I'm Stephen Sersky, and this here is my audio day digest, published between Monday and Friday, about the goings-on of an expat here in Beijing, and some of the things that I'm working on at the same time. And yes, new month already. Uh, honestly, what, January, February, March, April. Four months gone, and... I can't help but think that things are kind of repeating themselves because here in Beijing, we are seeing uh, lockdowns occur. But at the same time, it doesn't seem to be as panicky as it was last time because this uh, the cases are mostly isolated to the southeastern region of uh, Chaoyang District, uh, which is where I basically live. Like The cutoff is literally at the highway just south of the uh, the subway station that's nearest to my home. So, uh, um, yeah, it's and it runs for about four or five city blocks or so, Beijing city blocks. And the case numbers, I don't know, aren't they don't seem to be going up very much. Uh, but uh, this weekend, uh, it was a good thing I went out on Friday night because uh, Saturday they shut down everything. <laughs> they didn't shut it down, they suggested uh, unlike last time, though, like uh, back in 2020, uh, 2020, when this whole thing kicked off, instead what's happened is that they have, um, they said, you can't let people in, but you can do takeaway. And so that's for all the restaurants and things like that. Uh, the cinemas have been closed, which I'm actually a little bit surprised that there aren't any more entrepreneurial or enterprising uh, people out there with uh, projection screens or projector projectors uh maybe even cordoning off a place or something like that uh but maybe it's just a gathering in general or at least just playing them for what they're worth sort of thing i don't, I don't know um but uh, yeah restaurants were told to close now there was uh one neat little find that i had near my place um and it's a little beer shop and these i've noticed these uh, a little bit as of late it seems there seems to be a push for I'm not sure if it's craft beer in general or little watering holes like literally hole in the wall you look in there's a guy sitting there there's six taps he'll pour you a pint for 20 quiet four bucks Canadian and you can sit on the street or take away I mean it's I, I found another one the other day and there there's one. There's one near the uh, place I used to get my Jianbing, but that's now... Jianbing is gone. There's a bakery now, but the uh, the beer shop is there. And there's also a beer shop attached to the Yi Li Bakery, which is right beside Daoxiangsun, the, uh, the uh, Beijing pastry shop that I've talked about before. So there's a little beer joint there. And it's not, you know, like, there's maybe two seats, right? Uh, but you go in there... You have a pint, uh, or I—I I don't. This isn't. What, what's weird about this is that this doesn't. This is not a Chinese thing. Uh, this is like a, a foreigner thing. I'm not sure if they're trying to attract foreigners or like who their target audience, their target market is, because you don't see uh, young Chinese people really hanging out even at places like Seven Eleven or any of the uh, the cheap uh, beer places and having a pint. Uh, or having a, a can of beer or anything that you, you don't see that it's, I mean if anything you're gonna see foreigners 
um, as I did on Friday night when I rolled past uh, uh, a nearby street and there's a couple of foreigners out drinking on the street. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll go join them for a pint. And that was that. So, uh, but these this has been something new that I've seen. Uh, I guess it's been a slowly percolating for the last little while, last one or two years. Uh, but now it's noticeable that you're like, hey, that's a they sell beer. And why do they sell beer there? It's, again, it's one of those things where um, an idea has become popular and now everyone's doing it. But it doesn't make sense why everyone's doing it because the margins, if you're pricing it that low, just selling cheap beer. I mean, the reason why places like Jing A and uh, Dayo Pijo, like Great, Great Leap and Slowboat are doing well is because they actually care about what they're selling. They're not just ripping off Qingdao or getting cheap beer somewhere and then repackaging it. So, yeah, it's, I mean, I guess it's good if you want to have that sort of, uh, if you want to sit out and uh, do some street drinking, day drinking, street drinking and whatnot. I'm not sure if uh, those are going to get shut down because uh, if, again, I'm not sure if it's the congregating of people that's not allowed or if it's strictly the uh, eating establishment establishments, the dining establishments that just can't have uh, people inside. Uh, so that being the case, uh, we ordered in, uh, we tried to order in Tube Station yesterday from the, like a Tube I, I, I prefer Tube Station pizza. It's better quality pizza. It's cheaper than some other places. Uh, girlfriend prefers Domino's, mostly because she can get coupons for it. And I'm like, no. <laughs> No, no, coupons don't make it better. I mean, Domino's is okay pizza, don't get me wrong. It, it's just that in terms of quality, in terms of uh, ingredients used, I would actually give the edge to uh, Tube Station. Also, uh, Tube Station, I found, they have, this is one of these places where they have like three different sizes. So you have your 10-inch, which is personal, you have 19-inch, and then you have a 24-inch pizza, right? And they, they go up in price. Well, yesterday, I noticed that, you know, for... For the price of one 19-inch at, it was like 160 quai or something, so uh, times $30, right? so it's about $30 total, you could buy th- like six or five smaller pizzas. So I'm like, well, why don't we just get four, three or four small pizzas at $6 a piece, 30 quai, and get those delivered? Well, they took the money, but... <laughs> 20 minutes later, we see that the restaurant's closed. WTF. Well, you know how I mentioned those case counts are going up in, in number? Well, Da Wang Lu, which is uh, where Beijing SKP is, this sort of fancy mall, that's started to, that's been tagged or flagged as a medium risk location. And so the drivers aren't going there. The delivery guys aren't going there. So they, they made the pizza. I uh, felt bad. The uh, girlfriend, uh, she uh, she called them. And she's like, uh, where's my money? <laughs> where's Pizza or money? Which one? And uh, they're like, well, the pizzas are made. We just can't get anyone to, to dispatch them. Like, the, no one's coming to pick them up. And so we're like, okay, we're going to have to cancel the order. Because for us to go there, it would take us time. But I think even the shop would be even more closed by the time we actually got there. And if we go there, then we do open ourselves up to being, you know, flagged. Because like, if we have to scan in at Tube Station or wherever they are, 
then our health codes would get flagged and it just causes trouble for us. That being the case, we did, uh, I did do a NAT test yesterday because it's my district that's getting tested uh, and it's all free. And I think, I guess what they're doing is that it's every second day, they're just getting people to go um, get tested for this whatever variant. And I've been told, I was kind of being a little bit, um, you know, confident in my abilities to survive this, but this one's even more tricky because what apparently is happening is that they take a sample of any one of those vials that they have, they count two in front and two in back. So any group of five people around that one case or any group of four people all get to go into quarantine. Now, yeah, it's like, this seems silly. They're they're replicating what Shenzhen did uh, back in February to uh, quash their outbreak of the virus. So it's uh, one of those things where they're using a model that they're saying has proven to work before. That being the case, uh, there have been two very different stories of uh, what I've seen going on or what I've heard going on in uh, the uh, the quarantine camps of Shanghai. We know a few people who live over there and there's now sort of murmurs of other people like other foreigners are there as well. And the foreigners are kind of painting a very bad picture of the place, I'm not going to lie. Whereas in Beijing, things seem to be a little bit more uh, cleanly and a little bit more uh, organized, I guess you could say. In Shanghai, I guess what they've done is that they've put them put a lot of them into basically like uh, arenas that are makeshift quarantine locations. Which so it's like a massive hostel dorm room, and you're going that doesn't seem like it's a good idea to you know isolate a virus. <laughs> what if what if we have another one of these spontaneous virus outbreaks? Magics of magics. But, uh, yeah, anyway, the a uh, little bit di- disappointing to see it actually yeah, bubbling up like that. Uh, that being the case, new month, and my new challenge for this month is to make a movie every single day of the month. It's May You Make Your Movie 2022. If you didn't see it, I already posted this up onto uh, my Instagram account. I'm not sure if I updated the website. Oh, maybe I didn't. Darn it. Well, I will track it there as well. Uh, I did post an introductory blog post, so that's up there. Uh, but the first video I've only posted up onto the Instagram account, which is at May You Make Your Movie. Um, so I'm going to be posting these up on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and then of course my website. You can find all of the information there. Uh, so I'm, uh, I've had been waiting for this. I'm not going to lie; it's it's a relief. It's sort of a break from looking at the computer for the last two months trying to figure out After Effects and Apple Motion. Uh, But uh, this one is going to be a little bit more diverse in its offerings. Uh, I do want to try to step away a little bit from the computer and do some more real-world stuff. And then that way, uh, it'll get me using the cameras that I have at my disposal, namely my cell phone, to uh, push, you know, try a few different things with the... uh, uh, the visual medium. So you can follow that. Hope you do. And if you choose to follow along, just make sure you hashtag it. May you make your movie so I can find it as well. 
I was able to do some Chinese today. I grudgingly got through it. I did not want to study, just like I did not want to go for a run and a workout today. But I figured, you know what? If I just go do it, at the end of the day, I will feel better having done it rather than not having done it. And I'll tell you, that thinking, that thought process has got me through quite a few uh, sort of difficult situations of well you know what if what if I do it later no just go do it now 20 minutes get it done I even did two days today uh so I did one in the morning with the club uh steel club workout and then the afternoon I've started to do this uh jumping rope and uh, medicine ball workout and that seems to be a a decent you know uh effort involved I mean, it's only 20, it's what, uh, the run takes 20 minutes, the skipping takes, uh, skipping and medicine ball take about 15 minutes total. So it's the same as going for a leisurely stroll in the afternoon. Uh, just no downtime to uh, think about my plight in the world, which is okay with me, I guess. Uh, and then also, I did try to, with this Chinese, the reason I did it is because I finally got through uh, chapter 14 of... Uh, the, of the book I didn't do the test I'm not looking forward to doing the test because I think I need there's one more there's one other thing I should do in that chapter I care I do have to write the one th- uh, 100 characters but I also realize May 2nd I have 14 days until the sign up deadline and that's only if the test goes ahead that's a very good question I don't know I wouldn't be against having more time. Let's put it that way. So if, if I don't sign up or if I'm forced not to sign up because of the virus outbreak, I would be okay with that. <laughs> that being said, I did record a new episode for my language vlog, um, which is a bit long, I'll tell you. Uh, I talk a, a little bit about being an English teacher and sort of how to teach a bit more grammar and fluency and pronunciation, uh, some other resources that I've used before. Um, These are very early episodes. I'm still sort of figuring out the best way to approach this uh, because basically what I've done is created a talking head video, which I can tell you right now, it's, I don't think that format will be sustainable. Um, As I'm seeing right now, trying to deal with 4K files and even 1080p files that are 43 minutes long, which is what this one clocked in at, um, I don't know. <laughs> so either I'm going to have to start editing my stuff, which seems like, I don't know. But then also the other idea that I had with this language vlog was that I could do a dual purpose, wherein I do make a video which more which is more of a, uh, a thinking through of stuff, which is what it was supposed to be, a review and sort of a thinking about the best way to get things done. But then also I could isolate certain parts and then create those Uh, neat little explainer videos uh, that you see so often around uh, the internet and I specifically am thinking like in terms of educating people in uh, like ESL education uh, and then even like some of the stuff for uh, dealing with Chinese or the other languages I've dealt with it might be one of those things that I could develop on my own because I have worked on explainer videos very minutely very minimally with After Effects and Motion and that, you know, I was saying before, I want a challenge where it keeps things interesting for me, in addition to being 
uh, in addition to being helpful and educational uh, and interesting to other people as well. Well, if I created animated explainer videos from the ground up utilizing content or educational content that I'm producing, I mean, that's a, it's a pretty big order, not going to lie. Sounds like a lot of work. But it sounds like I'd actually learn something along the way, too. It might keep things uh, quite interesting. Well, and so that was a, the, basically that's what I'm thinking about doing with the language vlog. Uh, but uh, still in the early stages of that as well. All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, I hope you guys are having a good Monday and that uh, things aren't too crazy where you are. I kind of suspect that some people in Beijing are starting to go crazy or starting to feel the effects of isolation. I uh, hope you guys are able to keep it get, keep it together. I know I've been very fortunate in my location where I'm not locked down yet, still able to go outside, uh, stretch my legs and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, it's something that I, I really don't want to take for granted. Uh, but uh, I can't help but think, you know, have that sort of impending sense of doom that one day that virus is going to jump that fence and then my compound's going to be locked down too. All right, folks, May You Make Your Movie has begun. Show notes and tracks for this audio blog up on my website, stephensersky.com. Hope you guys are doing well. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.